What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. Um, I'm going to talk about how to set a people strategy that combines uh, what the organizational needs. I'm kind of going to go. I'm kind of. I can't even talk here. I'm kind of going to go down a, a couple rabbit holes here and really take you guys step by step around. You know how to go about that process. How to align. You know the people with it with what the organizational kind of desires and strategies and just where the organization is going. Um, this is something that is so standard and so traditional and so um, in some cases even elementary, but it's so important. And yet, you know, so many so many companies are not trying to find a way to weave in the people into the overall strategy. And then so many HR leaders, whether they're afraid, whether they just don't have the know how, or whether they're um, just not just not genuinely thinking about the employees and not baking them into their world and they're just kind of following the lead of the organization. And so for me, you guys know what this is about. E1B2, employees first, business second. It's not just E1. You can't have the employees without the business. You can't have the business without the employees. Both of those dev, uh, aspects really rely on each other. And so for me, what I wanted to create is I wanted to create uh, a podcast episode where I really went down a few rabbit holes and really gave you guys kind of a step-by-step understanding of how I think about this work. Um, and frankly, for me, it was even nice to write this out, right? You know, you guys know my background. I'm kind of so ad hoc and I kind of just go about things uh, just off the cuff and, and, and very strategic and very at a high level. Um, but for me, thinking about the inevitable backup plan, thinking about just how I want to develop as a leader and, and, and what I want to do better as a advisor, I want to get more and more tangible. I want to get more and more detailed. I want to get more and more deliberate with, with my content and with my, with my advice. So let's start here. Step one, align the vision and understand the following, guys. For me, and, and I'm literally kind of reading off of some notes here, but I'm not going to read verbatim. Um, you know, for me, I think we really need to understand what it looks like to at a very, very high level, understand who is involved with the overall strategy setting. And so, you know, at the business level, we need to understand as heads of people, as people leaders, what are the goals the organization has, right? This means the external trends within the industry and where the goal kind of fits within that whole external trend uh, dynamic, right? A CMO should be able to answer this for you. A CEO should be able to answer this for you. Um, and then I think about like the market disturbance, right? How are we trying to disturb the market? And this is really, really, really key for a lot of startups today. So many startups, and you guys know the work that I'm doing really is speaking to early stage, mid stage, and even late stage startups. How are we trying to disrupt the market? I believe ahead of people, anyone focusing on the people work, you guys need to know how the company is trying to disrupt the market. And again, a CMO should be able to answer these questions for you. A CTO should be able to answer these for you. And definitely the CEO. And so if you guys are starting to understand just this very simple trend, even at the very beginning of this, the relationship you have with the CTO, with the CEO, with the CMO, those things are so valuable because they're gonna have insights and information for you that you really need to unpack and understand. And so that's why it's so important to understand the go-to-market strategy. That's why it's so important to understand so many aspects of marketing, so many aspects of data, so many aspects of tech, so many aspects of business overall, 
as a head of people, as a people operation leader. And it's really, really, really vital that you have those emotional kind of glue bonding relationships with the CTO, with the CMO, with the CEO to be able to get and unpack that data. And when they're giving it to you, for you to actually hear it and understand it. Because what you don't want to happen, and again, I know this is not right, but this is just the reality of humans. What you don't want to happen is you don't want there to be a situation where they're telling you the answers to a few of these questions that I just outlined. External trends, market disturbance, um, business strategy overall, and where the organization is trying to go and where they are now. When they're giving you the detailed answers of those things, you don't want to have to look at them and not understand what they're saying. You don't want to have to ask time and time again to understand different dynamics, you know, why they crafted this partnership, why they developed that tech, why they bought that outsourced, uh, why they bought that business, why they decided to go outsource versus bring something internal, why they conducted that influencer marketing strategy, why they put together that content strategy. Like you need to be able to understand these questions or the answers of those questions at a very, very detailed level without just naturally i was even going to say without a few other things but really just naturally like you have to actually understand what that looks like and and on that point i've talked to you guys so much about this for me when i think about all the different aspects of business if you're ahead of people right now or you want to be ahead of people or you currently are going to be ahead of people if you don't have a lot of this information already kind of locked in your subconscious, here's a few things you can do. Number one, you can read a lot of white papers, a lot of case studies, a lot of blogs, and just create a daily 90-minute research habit. Number two, you can start building things in your own time. I'm a big advocate of heads of people, of other individuals that are not on the pure business side of the um, of, of the organization to start building out their own initiatives behind the scenes just to taste, just to learn. Tip number three, if you don't want to do those first two, volunteer, find an, uh, find an opportunity to intern. Don't be afraid to be humble. Reach into your network. Be a little bit outside the box and find opportunities again to say, hey, I literally just want to come in here and shadow. I just want to be a fly on the wall. Start a podcast when you bring on CMOs, when you bring on CTOs, when you bring on CEOs and you ask them the questions that you may be afraid to ask your current CMOs, current CTOs, current CEOs, you have to learn, guys. And so step one is really about understanding where the company's trying to go so that you can authentically and competently figure out where you want to plug in the people side of these things. Because at the end of the day, the external trends of the industry and how the company and how this company is going to disrupt that cannot be done without without employees. At the end of the day, the overall business strategy that is set cannot be executed against without employees. These are just facts. Uh, step number two, guys, it's really, really, really important to define the now and the future. There should be a rinse and repeat cycle of the following. You have to understand the organizational capabilities, guys, the financial capabilities, the talent capabilities, the knowledge capabilities, the desires capabilities, the strengths, the weaknesses, the tech. And again, remember I said a rinse and repeat the now, the potential and the needs. And you need to rinse and repeat this cycle. So if you guys were to apply this one time, that's not enough. This needs to be something, in my personal opinion, you rinse and repeat every quarter you're sitting down you're understanding what are the organization capabilities at the moment how much money do we have 
How much talent, like literally, how many number of employees, how much talent do we have? How much knowledge do we have? How much, uh, how many, how many desires just at an emotional level do we have? Like what's the overall state of the culture right now where individuals are really, really desiring and excited to be a part of this organization? What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses of the organization from a talent perspective, from an organizational capability perspective? And again, some of this may be more business related. Like what's your unfair advantage? Some organizations have them. Most organizations that are successful have them. You need to understand what they are. At the leadership level, who is in place? Who needs to be in place? Where are we strong? Where are we weak? What developments do we need to have? From a culture perspective, what are we doing just flat out around generating momentum for our people, tangibly putting things in place to understand their context, understand where they're going, understand what they want, understand how they want to work. And you guys know the whole categories with this. How do your employees want to have change communicated? How do your employees want to be uh, kind of developed from a career mapping perspective? How do your employees want to be committed to and engaged? The list can go on and on. How do your employees want to be? Um, how do your, how do your employees want to be led and, and kind of interacted by with a with a within a leadership perspective? What are you guys doing at a tangible, best practice, operational level to understand the context of every single one of your employees? So that's where the culture comes into place. And then when it comes to the skills and the know-how, what do we have currently within the organization from a skills perspective? What skills may we need? What skills did we have at one point and for whatever reason it was uh, you know, losing a few employees, a, a lack of engagement of a few employees that we just feel we need to get stronger at? Maybe our influence marketing campaigns were really strong as of late and then the last few months something dropped off. Maybe it's right, vice versa. Maybe our creative, maybe our, our, ad, our ad spend uh, was at an all-time high and then something happened business-wise where that's not the case. And we may need some support to do a little bit more organic push. What, what you as a head of people and, and, and frankly, how you combine the people and the tangible things that need to happen business-wise is both sides of the spectrum. The CMOs, the CTOs, the COOs, the operational leaders, and then the heads of people both of those individuals are individual, yeah, both of those individuals, plural, you guys need to have a really good cadence and understanding with each other around what each other needs from each other. You know, the CMO can't push the employees into a capability and a range that is not fitting for where they are currently. The C, the, the, the CPO, the, the chief people officer, or the head of people, they can't push towards the organization if they're not understanding even what the hell they are talking about. And so that's why step one, was so impactful because if you understand where the company is trying to go, where the company is, what the company is doing, that's gonna be valuable. Step two, again, just to go back over this, if you are understanding everything, the organizational capabilities, the leadership capabilities, what's happening now, what should be happening in the future, and then creating a rinse and repeat, the culture, what are you guys doing? What are all the eight categories, the seven categories, the six? Do you even have a DE&I strategy? Do you even have a, uh, a talent development strategy? Do you even have a learning and development strategy? What are you even doing from a career mapping perspective? And how are these things tying in? If you want, I'll just give you a practical example. If you guys, from going back to the number one step, 
if you guys want to create a lot of market disturbance, if you need a lot of things happening where you're trying to break into a new demographic, you're trying to break into a new market, you're trying to do something interesting, if you want your employees to push as hard as they can to be creative, to think outside the box, what are you doing to develop them? Because maybe your finances, going back to number one, maybe you don't have the cash to hire the best talent, to bring in the most innovative thoughts. But what are you doing within your organization to lead them to learn, to lead them to develop, and to get them to want that for themselves? How are you going about finding the individuals that naturally want that and not putting the individuals that do not naturally want that in a place to do unnatural things, thus their engagement is dropping off, thus their lack of des- uh, yeah, their lack of their lack thereof desire is coming to be a factor. So everything has to sync, everything has to be kind of correlated and designed and aligned. And this is something that, again, too many business heads of the organization, too many people heads of the organization are not on the same page about these aspects. I'll briefly go through the last uh, three or so steps. Determine and set strategy. Again, this should be a rinse and repeat. What do we need to what do what do we need to do from an attraction of talent? Like what are we currently doing? What do we need to continue to do? Again, this goes back to step two and step one. If the organizational capabilities, if the culture, if the skills, if the know-how, if the capacity, if the work model, if the business strategy, if the market disturbance, if the external trends, if we do not have what we need internally, what are we gonna do about that? How are we gonna go about attracting? How are we gonna go about letting them know from an employer branding position? where we are right now. How are we going to get exciting, competent, amazing, impactful, engaging uh, uh, employees and talent to come to the organization? Why us? Why not another company? What are we going to do about that? What's our plan from sourcing? Again, what are we going to do about that? How much do we need to source? It's all connected again to the overall strategy, right? Are we trying to really disturb the market? Are we trying to push very hard? Um, What are we doing to reward? What, what boundaries, what capabilities, what capacity do we have to reward? So these are just things, again, we have to get aligned and ask ourselves these questions to really be on the same page. Step four and step five, build and design. And then step five, drive performance and create moments where the entire organization is responsible for doing their part to get better around all of these steps each and every day. And so for me, guys, I went over a lot there. I kept it pretty high level, but I went into certain rabbit holes and certain spots. For me, this is so important. It's so important because at the end of the day, the business heads of the company, the CMOs, the CTOs, the CEOs, whatever the case is going to be, some of the general managers within the organization, some of the executives within the organization, you guys have to get along and have to understand where the people heads or the heads of people or the people operation leads or the learning and development specialist, whoever you have in your organization, you guys have to see eye to eye. An executive, a CMO, you have to understand what the head of people's talking about when it comes to talent sourcing, when it comes to emotional intelligence, when it comes to career mapping, when it comes to contextually unpacking someone's desires, when it comes to contextually creating a learning and development experience that is contextual to someone's execution style and someone's learning style. Hey, head of people, you need to understand where the market's going from a trend perspective, what they need from a talent perspective, how much they need out of the talent, how fast they need out of the talent, what type of engagement level and how much, how locked in do they need those talent 
and those individuals to be. These are things that everyone needs to be on the same page about and there needs to be active communication. That's why everything I just spit out, guys, is a rinse and repeat moment. This is not just a one-time setting up the entire process, thesis, and moment in the beginning of the year. In my personal opinion, this is a minimum of a quarter re, re, you know, I can't even talk here. At least a quarterly conversation, uh, a, a, a revitalized, re-energized type conversation where you're looking back at the strategy, you're readjusting the strategy, you're looking at what worked, you're looking at didn't work, you're making objective and subjective thoughts and opinions on, on how you need to change things. And the most important thing, you're not judging anyone. Unless individuals are significantly dropping the ball, if things are just not working out the way you want, no worries. You're a startup, you're scrappy, you're hungry, you're learning. And that's the biggest part about this entire process. A head of people is not always gonna be right. A CMO is not always gonna be right. An executive of the organization is not always gonna be right. A manager is not always gonna be right. An employee, a mid-level employee, a lower-level employee, an entry-level employee is not always going to be right. But at the end of the day, if we all know what the high-level objectives are, if we all know what our role is, we can try to get better every day. And that getting better and that testing and that practicing needs to be something that is at rinse and repeat, not a one time let's set the strategy and cross our fingers and hope that everyone's perfect. That's just not real, that's not productive, that's not the way life really, really works and just don't really recommend it. So, I don't know, I think this was super tangible. I uh, hope you guys found value in this and again, I really, really, really believe in everything I just said because though that was probably super elementary to some, the amount of startup companies that are really putting a thoughtful practice behind going about it at that very strategic way and kind of combining and creating alliances with the business individuals, individuals within the organization and the people of individuals within the organization, the, the, the lack of moments where that's actually happening are significant. And there needs to be more of it. And so, um, yeah, hopefully that was valuable. Hopefully you guys got something out of it. And uh, we'll talk and check in soon. Thanks a lot.